Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris or Velosos on social media. Welcome back to So Over 50 podcast. Stay listening. So Organised Style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast as we continue with this series where sewers continue with their sewing projects while living with chronic pain. So over 50 intersects with all communities. Now Tina or Bricolage DK has been on the podcast before to discuss her sewing pattern ideas for her body. She's one of the So Over 50 sewers that was recently featured to show how the So Over 50 community does intersect with all communities. Tina is here to give us an update on sewing patterns for her post-partial mastectomy chest. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast as today's So Over 50 guest. Well, I'm very happy to be back. It was great fun last time, so I'll happily do it again and again and again. Oh, (laughs) Tina, you're just wonderful, seriously. Thank you. (laughs) What response did you receive from Sewist after your first podcast for So Over 50? I received very positive response. On the day of the posting of the podcast, I was also a guest editor for the So Over 50 account on Instagram, and I was so moved and so touched by all the positive response I got. And I I spent the entire day chatting with people from all over the world (laughs) about sewing and uh, about adapting patterns and everything. So it was really wonderful, very wonderful. It was great that all the work that you did to try and find patterns and styles to suit your body, you shared that and it was great to see that so many people have come back and embraced what you've done. Thank you. How is accessibility a feature of pattern designs that you pick? Well, accessibility is the reason I I started drafting patterns for my new body in the first place because initially I had a very hard time finding any patterns that would fit my needs. So I started drafting them myself. In retrospect, now I can see that the reason for the difficulty of finding patterns might have been because I wasn't quite sure what I was looking for. Mm. So drafting the patterns myself made me aware of my needs so I could look for those things in the already made patterns. But when I make a pattern, I first and foremost think of how the new pattern can be accessible to my needs. It has to be easy to get in and out of because there might be some restriction of movement, you know, with the scar and everything. I don't like it to be too tight, preferably no breast darts because I don't need them. (laughs) And also no closures in the back because it can be difficult for me to reach to the back sometimes. And also no tight sleeves because my lymphedema arm, you know, changes very much in size. Also, when I look at already made patterns, I'd like for the patterns to be so that I can easily vary them. So I don't have to start on a completely new pattern to get a different looking garment in my wardrobe. But I can take a top pattern and make it into a dress pattern that perhaps there can be uh, different sleeve options. Also, I think rat patterns do that a lot. They have some pattern companies have these sleeve attachments to their patterns that you can 
buy and bury them. And that's really wonderful because I use a lot of energy drawing the patterns and understanding them when I buy a new pattern. So accessibility is everything to me because I want to feel comfortable and I want to celebrate my body as it is. I think the other thing that I am assuming is that when you first started looking at patterns for your body, you were still getting used to what your body was able to do for you and possibly how you were feeling at the time? Very much so. Also, right in the first year after my active treatment, my needs changed very often because after radiation treatment, there was a lot of fabrics that I couldn't use close to my skin because my skin was a bit ruined after the treatment. And that has bettered over time. Also, I couldn't get any sunshine on my chest because that would hurt my skin. And so most of the tops I made had a high neckline. And now I can make more open necklines because I don't have to hide my skin from the sun so much anymore. The biggest thing is for my arm because it continues to vary in size all the time. So I always have a good variety of sleeve ideas that I can use. And all of those sort of voluminous sleeve ideas that we see, are they very comfortable? Like, are they useful for you? Very much so. Very, very good. And I remember the last time we spoke, you asked me about these sleeves and basically I hadn't noticed them at, at all. And after we had talked, I started looking for them. And I thought, well, here's lots of, of very good choices. So that also shows what the sewing community does for us that, that There's somebody somewhere who picks up on a new idea and then shares it with the rest of the community. Information and creativity moves around very quickly and, well, helps the rest of us to get new ideas as well. Good. I'm really pleased. (laughs) It's just a little bit of information. I have no idea of what you've been through and what you're going through, but, yeah, I'm really glad I got help a little bit. Oh, you certainly did. You certainly did. (laughs) Have there been any new patterns or designs that you would now recommend people look at? Well, actually, I found quite a lot recently, Mm. which is wonderful. I found a pattern from a company called Linaline with a beautiful, well, in my mind, sort of like 80s disco top. (laughs) It has one shoulder and a flounce over one side. So it is asymmetric, which is wonderful for me. And, And the flounce sort of, I don't feel comfortable saying hides my flatness, but Mm. I've just noticed that I feel most comfortable that my flatness is not the first thing that people see. Yeah, I think that might change over time as I get more comfortable in my body. But this Lina line pattern, I think it's called the Elia top. It's really wonderful. I sewed one in blue silk and made me want to go dancing all night, which is is not possible right now with the COVID situation and everything. (laughs) Then there's also an uh, I am patterns. The top is called the clochette, which also has an asymmetric design. And you can vary the length of the sleeve, which is very good for me. But also on their websites, they show videos of the patterns that they sell, which is very good help for me to see how the design moves on the body, because that helps me to see if if there's anything that wouldn't look so good on 
my body. It's, it's easier to relate to a pattern when you see it in movement. They're making it more accessible for people to decide if they're going to buy that pattern. Yeah, that's very good. Also something like uh, line drawings also help me a lot to understand the pattern. Well, most of the big four do line drawings with their patterns. Not all of the indie pattern designers do. I find it a great help for me. Then there's a pattern company called Make My Lemonade, who have two patterns that I would like to make. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a dress called the Renata. Oh, you have to help me here because I, I, I don't know if my English is sufficient, but there's, there's sort of a big flouncy collar on it which it's it's not an asymmetric design but uh this big collar that goes down over the chest i think also hides my my flatness a bit I, I don't feel comfortable saying that but but it is what it does and it is what i need now <laughs> yeah the way that the large collar lays on your body it looks relaxed as you've said before it doesn't draw your eye to the flatness of one side of your chest also when I meet new people in order to be able to get to know them I like for them not to notice that there might be something different with me with my disability I can sometimes hide it that can help me in communicating with people I've noticed if they see my flatness first well perhaps they have some experience of cancer in their own family history and that gets in the forefront and then we might not get to know each other so easily because they are dealing with that in their head when they're talking to me. Good point. So I like when I go out in public to blend in. Make My Lemonade also has a pattern that I've been wanting to make for a long time and it's called the Bella pattern and it's sort of a kimono dress has really nice big sleeves which will be wonderful for my arms and the draping on the body is will also be wonderful for my chest so I'm definitely going to make that in, in some sort of really nice heavy flowy viscose and I usually don't use all that much viscose because it drapes heavily on the body but before my mastectomy I love viscose because it's nice and it's cool and and the body can breathe uh, through it. And I, but I think the drape of this Bella perhaps will be a good way to test out how I feel with using uh, viscose again. Then there's a pattern company called Rebecca, and they have a ladies' cowl jumper. It has an amazingly beautiful drape on the front, and it's made of stretch fabric. And I don't use so much stretch fabric because of the same reason as with the viscose but I used to really like stretch fabrics jersey fabrics because they drape so beautifully and I think I'll try making that Rebecca ladies cowl jumper because there's a lot of drape. What sort of fabric will you look for? I always look for natural fabrics or regenerated fabrics tensile viscose rayon I've had my look at some of those linen knits. I think that fabric looks very interesting. It looks very cool and very, you know, as if the body can breathe in it. I haven't tried sewing with knitted linen before, so I think that would be rather interesting. I used to love woolen knits, but 
they're too warm for me. I, I can't, unfortunately, I, I can't wear them anymore. I hope sometime, someday I will be able to, but not now. What else have you discovered that you want to tell us about? I've discovered a tutorial on how to remove a breast dot. And for many years, I've used the way of when you close a breast dot, you move the the ease into the waist seam. So you add more volume to the waist seam. But I've found with many of the patterns, because I remove the breast dart on one side, it just doesn't look too good with a lot of volume in the waistline on one side and no volume in the waistline on the other side. So I find this tutorial from in-house pattern studio where they use a method where they remove the breast dart and still keep the waistline measurements as the original pattern is. And I used that on the Lena Line Ilia top and it worked perfect. And I'm so happy that there are some people out there who are just so exceptionally skilled at what they do that they can make these new ways of uh, adapting patterns that helps the rest of us. I talk big and wide about this <laughs> about this pattern adjustment method <laughs> because I really love it. I saw it on your Instagram post so that was a really great way to share it. Yes and, and also I, I shared it in uh, the Sewing Flats and Asymmetrical Facebook group. Oh good. And there were a couple of people there also who said yes that was exactly what they needed for their current project. <laughs> right. And then I've had a look as some patterns for my lymphedema arm. I also have lymphedema in, uh, in the hand. The swelling goes up and down. And in Denmark, uh, during the winter, we need to wear gloves. And it's difficult for me to wear gloves because I have a compression garment on my hand and then having to put another glove on top of the glove I already have. So I found a pattern from Gina Redesign, who's called the fingerless glove pattern which I will definitely be making some gloves from it. I think it will work with the needs I have for keeping my hand warm during winter and still not uh, wear anything that is too tight on my arm. I'll look out for it on Instagram. One day. I'll look out for it myself as well. (laughs) One day. Don't feel pressured just because I'll be looking. And then I found a free sleeve pattern from activity wear pattern company called Fur Trade. Yes, we know Melissa. And I've had my eye on that sleeve pattern for quite some time because I was thinking that perhaps I could make some nice lace sleeves to pull over my compression garment if I ever want to go out to a party again after COVID. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm so happy with Fairtrade that they put this pattern out for free because for some people it, it might seem easy to just make a detachable sleeve, but there goes a lot of thought and thinking into the different measurements of the arm and everything. So I think that the Fairtrade pattern, because it's an activity wear company, she, she takes into consideration all these needs people have when they are moving. Yep, that's that's what Melissa specializes in. She does a really good job of figuring out where you need the space and where you don't need the space for all of her patterns. Sorry, I'm biased because I have pattern tested for her when she first started. I'm very biased, yes. <laughs> that's no problem at all. Then there's also 
I found a pattern on Etsy. It has a beautiful uh, asymmetrical design. I think it's from Capsule Patterns, and it's called the Plus Size Straight Top or Asymmetric Top. It's called the Lou, L-O-U. It can be varied in many different ways as a top, as a dress, with long sleeves, without sleeves, with short sleeves. And uh, it has an asymmetric design over one of the shoulders. And I think that would also be great. That's for knitted fabrics. And I'm always on the lookout for good patterns for knitted fabrics. And then I found a YouTube tutorial. There's a top that I have drafted myself. It's asymmetrical and it sort of has this tie on one shoulder. And I found uh, a YouTube video from, I think she's a Russian pattern drafter called Ela Orsini. She shows how to draft a pattern that is somewhat similar to the pattern that, that I've made for myself because I've, I've gotten some response from people saying that, oh, how they would like to make this top that I've drafted. But until now, I haven't really found any pattern companies out there that has made anything similar. But uh, Ilao Sini's, uh, the top she has made and where she has put a tutorial on, on YouTube is, is somewhat similar. So if anybody wants to make anything that looks like the top I've made it. I think they could find some inspiration from this YouTube video. And we'll have all of these patterns and the links on your podcast blog post. So listeners, I'm sure that you're writing furiously, but we'll have them there for you. Great. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> That's okay. Thank you so much for telling us all about the new patterns that, and all the resources that you found. What advice would you give listeners who want to make clothing that is accessible for them? I think I have a lot of ideas for companies who want to make accessible clothing, uh, but there are some people who already are involved in that and have written about it and are working on it, and like Purple Sewing Cloud and So Enabled also have some good blog posts on their websites. So I think that the companies could look to some of them to, to perhaps get ideas and I could talk a lot more about it. But <laughs> if you want to sew for somebody else who has needs, I think the best thing to do is actually ask them what challenges they find in the ready-to-wear clothes to see how you can ease it for them always ask what people need so you can draft patterns and so on the basis of experience knowledge many times when people want to sew for someone they love or care about they put a lot of emotions into it and i know that the times where i don't feel too well if somebody sends me a small present or sews me a little thing i it means the world to me and it gives me so much energy and so much hope. I can recommend sewing a heart pillow for anyone going through a mastectomy or for anyone going through upper body surgery. And this heart pillow is a, is a pain relief pillow, which is made of two pieces of soft cotton. And then it's filled with wadding or padding. And the one I got after my mastectomy helped me through my first year when I was out driving because it 
protect my chest from the seat belts and it helped me when I was resting and sleeping, also from the weight of my arm. And also, the, I've talked about this book before. I, I hoped it would come out in August, but it, uh, it's been moved until October and it's called The Sewing Guide to Cancer and Other Pesky Long-Term Illnesses. I love that, <laughs> that title. <laughs> it's a book that has been made for people who want to sew to other people who are going through some sort of illness. And uh, I've pattern tested for made it patterns uh, who, have, who have made a robe for this book. And sewing for yourself, I get great information from connecting with others in similar situations to my own and sharing the knowledge. I've also had positive experiences with voicing my own needs, putting it out there that I need some information on on how to close a gaping armhole. I also follow Sew Enabled and Irregular Stitches and Purple Sewing Cloud on Instagram because they, they're advocates for accessible sewing and they share all sorts of info, like taking seated photos. Because I have chronic fatigue syndrome, I live a lot in my bed. I, I sit a lot. It's a good help for me to see how patterns look on the body when you sit, because I can see if, it's, if the body is tight or how does the armholes move around when you sit. And they also post about accessible patterns. I also follow the chronically sewn tag to connect with other makers with chronic pains, because we can share ideas and experiences. And, and chronically sewn has a wonderful slow project challenge that runs from August through October. And the wonderful thing about it is that you actually don't have to sew anything. <laughs> so, so if you're going through a, a bout of heavy chronic fatigue, you can basically just write about your ideas or post photos of ideas. So that's very great. One thing I've been thinking about is uh, how companies can make their patterns more accessible. And I think a lot of the patterns out there that they're already accessible but they're just not marketed as accessible so when I'm looking for an accessible pattern I don't see it if they don't put it up front so I think that photos of all kinds of people on the pattern company sales pages would be a great thing it's the same as with the so over 50 community where we want to see pattern models that are past 50 so we can relate to them and see what the patterns look like on bodies that are similar to our own and and that's the same so I, I think someone like rad patterns and Do they put models with accessibility needs on the web pages so we can see it i would love to see a pattern company use a model who's had a mastectomy i'll be so happy when they do that <laughs> Also, I think that the pattern companies can use pattern testers with disability needs. And I've tested for a couple of pattern companies. And it's a great way for both company and tester to share their knowledge. The pattern companies that I've been in contact with are very positive and very interested in working and sharing ideas and knowledge. Also, I think the pattern companies post tutorials on how to adopt patterns to different accessibility needs, along with videos of the patterns worn on different bodies like iron patterns do. Some indie pattern designers are also very 
positive towards diverse customer groups and are very interested in in advising on ways to make the patents accessible. But when you need patents to be accessible, you don't always have the energy to take contact to the patent company and and hope that they might answer and voice your needs. So I think it, it would be a great help if the patent companies either put these patent adaptions into the sewing instructions or put them on their websites. Mm. And also one thing that I would love for the indie patent companies is that if they would put the finished measurements of the patents on the websites and the sewing instructions, because it means a, a lot for me, like with the chest circumference and the arm circumference. And sometimes it's difficult to see how tight is the arm on that sleeve. If I can see the finished measurements of the garment, it's easy for me to measure and see, okay, yes, I can use this or I have to adapt the pattern. That's a great wish list for pattern designers to keep in mind so that they can start adapting where they can or at least having those details on their website. It doesn't have to be on every pattern, but helping people make the right choice for their pattern for their body. Tina, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast again and sharing the new patterns that you found, the resources that you found, and a bit of a wish list for pattern designers who do want to go down the path of making sure that they cater for all people. I want to say that when I've contacted pattern companies, they've been very positive and very helpful, and they probably already have the knowledge. They just need to put the knowledge out there for the rest of us to use. (laughs) So it's a positive message that the patent companies who are doing this want to do this and it would be nice to be able to find that information. Thank you so much, Tina. You're welcome. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Solganized Style Podcast for So Over 50 was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Tina, soundbybensung.com. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on all good podcast apps. Give us a five-star rating and review, and we hope you'll support us through our Patreon account. Make sure you go back and listen to our So Over 50 Podcast archive and So Enabled Podcasts. Every podcast is free with the aim to keep you company and encourage you to sew more often. Post any questions or suggestions you have on our Instagram account at Soul Organized Style or on our website at www.soorganisedstyle.com or in our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.